Welcome to the Simple Marketing Solutions Podcast, the ultimate destination for small service-based business owners looking for help and inspiration with their digital marketing efforts. Our podcast is tailored to provide actionable solutions and ideas for simplifying and automating the marketing process. Whether you're a business owner looking to streamline your marketing strategies or in need of inspiration to take your business to the next level, we've got you covered. Join us as we explore the latest trends and techniques in digital marketing and share tips and tricks to help you grow your business. So tune in and get ready to elevate your marketing game with our process-driven, automation-focused and simplified business model approach. Hello, Robert. Welcome to the podcast. Today, truly, I know that I say I am excited when I talk to my guests, and I am because everybody has so much great knowledge to share. But today, having you here, I think it's a real privilege to have you, first of all. So thank you for being here. And I feel excited because this topic that we're going to be covering when it comes to AI and business is a hot topic, number one, but it also is, I see it as such an opportunity and I can't wait to hear your thoughts and ideas because you've been using it for quite a while now and you're definitely becoming a pro very quickly. So um, what drew you to getting involved with AI? Um, AI itself, I've been working with, well, there's many forms of AI, which we'll discuss later. But I've been working, ran my computer company. Before that, I was um, doing other things. But I, I, early on in my career, I was a professional dancer and acrobat, and I was very artistic and creative. And the biggest draw for me at the moment was actually the text-to-image AI, which um, uh, they've used what's called the stable diffusion model, where they can generate images just simply off what we write. So we can take a verse of a song, we can take a line of poetry, or we can take a more what they call prompt engineering style and can actually design an image from scratch to be exactly like we like it. Um, so we can go for just a, an abstract style or we can go for exactly what, how we're trying to achieve something. So we can make it a tool or just an artistic ex- expression. So that for me was very, very powerful. And... The change it's made, so I've been using that since July last year, that text to image. I've been doing computers for uh, roughly 20 years, mm-hmm. um, from net basic networking to big gaming rigs and things like that. And so that always interested me as well. And this, this ability to use my creative side more than just a, you know, the, the literal um, side of my brain was a lot better for me. And it, um, after I had some health issues myself, I brought my wife. We're looking at some lifestyle balances, and that really was a big driver. It enabled me to be more creative and to feel more fulfilled creatively and lifestyle-wise. Mm, mm. Um, and it does allow you to have that balance because it's something, you know, that you don't need a whole lot of tools. You don't need to invest a lot of money. Um, you get to do it in the comfort of your own home and work yeah to the schedule that you want, which is, you know, I think work-life balance is something that we, as business owners, we don't talk enough about, and that's a whole other topic. But, (laughs) you know, I think it's an important one that 
um, you know, for us talking about AI and all of this new technology of how it can actually help us in our business and in our lives to create the lifestyle that we all want and are looking for. Um, but before we get into all of that, how about we come back a little bit and just take a step back to understanding what AI is and how it works? Yeah, AI simply is, it stands for artificial intelligence. Uh, it refers to the ability of machines to simulate human intelligence and thought processes. So how they do this, it's very deep mathematics and it's just what they call the algorithms. Um, they coined a term called neural networks. And neural networks simply are an algorithm, a mathematical process, if you like, which is designed to simulate on a computer how we think and how we learn. So they've looked at those processes and they've emulated that at the basic level at this stage and how they can move forward with these, this information to make a computer do simple tasks, mm -hmm. but multiple simple tasks very fast. And so that's where the, the network comes in because they're able to do things very, very fast and move forward, they can then emulate how we think. So an artificial intelligence is simply just another way, another machine that can actually do things for us in a way that emulates what a human would do if that's all it did in one simple task. So if we just basically painted one black line up and down very quickly, then that's, that's how it starts. But then if you're painting two lines, that's a different process. And so it learns how to do each process as it goes to then make different things. And obviously that's just an image version of it. Mm -hmm. Then we have different steps where we have things where it just talks to you and you talk to it, and that's another version of it. And there's versions where they just, just go through data and they just look through data. Um, there's many different versions of artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. and some of it we even use today in our daily lives and don't even realise. A lot of us have talked to AI on a regular basis and never even stopped to think that that was an AI system. AI. And, you know, talking about that, because I know, um, you know, when I talk to clients and I'm talking about AI and how excited I am about all this technology, they, you know, it sort of washes over them and they think, oh, my God, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, you know, there's some really common examples that we use every single day without realising it. Did you want to share a couple of those just so people, you know, realise that it's not all out there, crazy, high-tech stuff. Yeah, look, there's a lot of doom and gloom, a lot of craziness out there uh, with the AI and, you know, a lot of the naysayers, and there, there is risks, and I'm sure we can talk about them, but things like Siri and Alexa and, um, you know, the, uh, whether you use Google or Apple or, or Amazon, all of those are driven by AI. Something as simple as Netflix and your Amazon Prime when they get the suggestions for you. That is yeah. driven by AI and, and it's simple processes going, you like these things, so therefore you might like these other things. It's just a mathematical algorithm. Something as simple, which we've been using for decades, literally, is the, what they call a Boolean thread, um, which is how we get our email filtering. That was some early examples of computer AI. It wasn't very much AI at the time. It was just a very simple system, but it's gotten a lot more complex mm. where they had a blacklist and a whitelist to begin with. But now we have very, very detailed email filters that can actually go through and say, this is a focused email, this is just general email, this is just junk that goes away, and this is a dangerous one. Mm. So all of these things have become a lot more complex over time, and we've been using them for a very long time, decades even for most of us. 
Yeah. And that's true. You know, we we use it without realizing the technology behind it and what's driving us to be able to use those tools. Um, so, you know, it, it's great to just remind all of us that it's something that we don't need to be scared of. It's not something new, but the technology is just progressively improving every single day and giving us more and more capabilities, which is fantastic, I think, um, yeah. both as a business owner and as in, in your personal life. I think that there's so much value there. Um, look, and I know that that comes with risks and there's a lot of conversation happening with AI taking over people's jobs and people, you know, losing um, work and that type of thing, or careers being phased out because it could be replaced by AI. How do you see AI fitting into all of that with the benefits of it? And, you know, maybe some pointing out some of the other risks that I haven't mentioned. Yeah, look, with the, the benefits of AI, it's a tool. Um, those who learn to use it will progress forward. Those who don't won't progress as fast. Um, yeah. Same as any tools that we have. Um, you know, to throw back just a tad, the Mesopotamians uh, invented writing uh, back in uh, 4,000 years ago. Mm. The changes that came about then were written about back then, and they, they changed things, revolutionised. We got our first saga of Gilgamesh. Um, and, you know, some of those things still exist today from those changes. Uh, we wouldn't have had those stories if they weren't passed through in that regard. Um, if we look back to more modern times, the, the change we've had, uh, it was 66 years and seven months from when the Wright brothers flew the first plane to when we landed on the moon. 66 years. So people don't think of these sorts of things in, oh, but the, the change is coming, it's happening. It's happening for them, yes. Change isn't always bad, but change sometimes needs to be looked at carefully is a good way to put it. The biggest yeah. way with, with the benefits of AI is it can help us simplify things, clarify things, move fast and have a happier and healthier life. Um, we can have better healthcare systems. We can have uh, more artistic people out there. We can have better art. Mm. But it will mean that things change. Um, if we go back to when photography first came through, um, there was massive discussions uh, in the newspapers and things like this. And I've seen articles that were, they took out basic details to say that to give you no time frame of when it was. And it was about photography, not AI. And the conversations were exactly the same about the risks and how bad it was and people were going to lose jobs. And this was back in the early 1900s, I think. I can't remember the exact dates. But yeah. This is the, the exact same arguments of, of, of the worry about it, of how we're going to lose jobs. It can mm. actually create jobs and make jobs, and there's other things that are coming that are going to be, we don't even know some of the jobs that are going to be needed for this sort of information. Yeah. We've yeah. got the, there's a premise called the singularity uh, where it's a bit of a uh, out there scientific theory where we have the the advancement of AI intelligence is going to be surpassing the ability of humans and therefore make everything to run a lot faster in terms of progression of technology. They'll be able to invent things for themselves in terms of um, our healthcare systems and everything that we run. They can actually make it all run better. Our financial systems, they've, they've already started using those and they're actually better than humans at it um, because they're just looking at big data sets and how they can make it better. 
And there's a lot of upside to this. And I think the risks inherent are actually um, risks, uh, a mirror of ourselves is more the key. Mm. The mm. risks to humankind and the destabilisation of the world we have is very much something that AI hasn't made, but something that humans have already. And that it can be utilised against us. It can be utilised as bad. Yes, people can make them and make them bad tools. Uh, we have the ability to do that ourselves. We could blow ourselves up now. They're yeah. the risks that we already have. And the risk at the moment is the doomsday clock, if people are aware, is getting closer to midnight, not further away. However, if we can look at the risks associated with AI and take a more leading role with it and be more mindful of how we work with it, mm. then I think it will be better. I think the best thing that people that are worried about what AI is going to do to them and do to their jobs, to get involved with it and just have, like, have a little look at it and go through. There's some tools that are absolutely free that people can play with and can enhance their lives already, um, mm. even more than what they're already using in terms of the, 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 Alexis, uh, the Lexus, the series, yeah. the, the things like this that they're already using. I think we can, and I'm sure you can provide links and things that can, um, mm. to the free services that are out there at the moment. I will. I definitely put um, a list of the key ones there because there are there's so many great tools that we can yeah. start using. And, you know, talking about tools that as a business owner, we could start using right now. What would be the first one that you would recommend people start looking at? And well, the first one is one of the major ones, which came out in November last year as an open public uh, one, was the chat GPT-3. Um, now, it was an, a large uh, language model, an LLM, they call it, and it enabled people to have a conversation with an artificial intelligence and then get responses back. Um, the responses back are good enough to pass what's called the Turing test, so it can appear as it's human, but it's not. Uh, it can... Um, appear sentient and it's still not at that stage yet. Uh, some people are saying some of them are. I haven't interacted with them and I don't believe at this stage that they are. It just emulates that process at this stage. Um, but the chat GPT itself um, has many, many, many possibilities. You can go through and get it to write and people have full programs and put them into like an Android app and have made complete apps that work. You can go through and get it to list um, possible things about how to write an email. You can give it a, a text and you can say, um, this is a, an idea for a story to get it to help write a story for you. So there's lots of different applications and the application is limited literally by your own creativity and what you, how you want to apply things. Mm. Which is why I, I say get in there and have some fun with it and play with it because it can get, the more you learn about it, the more you see you can actually do with it. And the easier yeah. it is to operate um, you know, you can get it to do everything from basic calculation with one plus one, it will give you an answer. You can get it to tell you a joke, it will tell you a joke. Um, <laughs> you can get it to do uh, complex things. It's for business such as write uh, completely op SEO, optimised uh, text to write for a Facebook um, post or an Etsy post for a sale for an Etsy store, right through to send, uh, helping you design newsletters for your own individual field with things that are relevant to that field. Yeah. So it has many, many uses, and it's probably the best one to start with in terms of ease of use. Okay, and that's good 
because I think it's always good to start with something that's easier to use rather yes. than jump yes. in the deep end yeah. um, and feel overwhelmed because nobody likes that feeling. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, starting with ChatGPT, that sounds like a great place for, for us to start with. Um, and like you said, you know, have a bit of fun with it first. Um, don't ask it complex things to begin with, just so you can get an idea of what its capabilities are and how you need to word and phrase things as well. Because I think as you start to use it for business, then there's a lot more importance on, you know, the way that you ask it the question and exactly. what information you provide it in order for it to actually give you a, a decent answer that is viable and worth using in your business and your marketing and in any way that you're wanting to use that information. Um, otherwise, you could read it and feel like, oh, this is, is wasting my time. But it, it, it really comes down to how you pose the question to it. Yeah. There's a little trick. Um, that, well, there's a, a pitfall and a trick. The pitfall is what they call hallucinations, where it can give you misinformation. So sometimes you've got to be careful about that. Uh, it will give you information that looks totally factual, but it's not. Okay. Uh, it's based on stuff it made up. It makes a story. Literally, it's. I, I liken it to talking to a toddler at times, a very, very smart toddler, um, but at times you'll just make stories up. Um, so as long as you're aware of that, you can work with it. The other, the, the, the trick is though, you can get it to help you. You don't have to be the expert to chat to chat GPT about expert things. You can get it to say, "I want to." You can have a free cloud discussion. You can say, "I want to uh, have a discussion about whatever discussion is." Uh, for this for this discussion, I will get you to give me different ideas about this that you can ask, that I can ask, and you'll ask me questions about this. Uh, then on the third part, you can say, once we have gone through this multiple times, we will then, I, I will then answer your questions and you will repeat this until I am happy with this answer. That's a three-part step that makes it really simple for someone to go through and then go and get a better result. So the, one of the key parts to get a result with AI is don't take the first answer. It may be brilliant and it may be the one you use, but because it is so fast, as we talk about, it does things mm. in a logical sense. It doesn't care how many times it works. It's not going to sit there and go, no, I'm not going to do it. It will just keep working and working and working until you are satisfied. So mm. you get it to help you ask your question better. You get it to refine so it understands better, and then you get the answers you're looking for by going down and refining it like what you're doing itself. And you can actually say, I don't like this part, I don't like that part, and it's not going to get offended. Mm. It will then help you, and this is one of the greatest benefits is it allows you to explore different areas. And if you don't like a part or you want to just see how something is better or worse by changing a little bit, it will do it in seconds for you. And what I mean by that, it will write 500-word essay in about a minute Yeah. on any topic. And then if you don't like that or you don't like one part, it will just do it again and again and again. And it will then just come through. And that's just where it starts. Yeah, you know, the ability yeah exactly. To other stuff and get it to do... I've had people doing, making it act like a full server with doing full server things and ability to query other servers. I've got it to give me full descriptions, including uh, links, which actually are real links to different um, bits and pieces on the information I've asked it to answer for me. So I've given, given me answers plus links to verify that information, as well as 
then checking in with me to make sure I was happy with that and to see how we could refine that. So those links went to YouTube to get the best source information about AI, about neural networks, one of the best YouTube videos, and I can link this with everyone as well, about mm. neural networks and how they actually work, was given to me by ChatGPT. Mm. Um, and I definitely share that link as you gave that to me. And, and that's amazing because, you know, I think that when we're in business and we are trying to position ourselves as an expert, and especially, you know, say if you're in the health industry or legal industry, I've been reading a lot about that too. Um, there's all of this concern about the, the facts and if it's substantiated and if, you know, if there's truth there or yeah. is it just, you know, spitting out nonsense to you. Yeah. Um, obviously, you need to take everything it gives you with a grain of salt, but if you're asking it for links and to verify that information, I think that that's super useful to be able to do because yeah. you can then go back and check the link and read it and make sure that it it, it is valid um, for your own, you know, professional um, standards as well. I think that that's important um, to be able to verify yeah. information. Yeah. Um, so, that's a useful tip. Thank you for pointing that out because I don't think many people use it in that way as a small business owner, for example. No, and this yeah. is what I was talking about with those hallucinations. It's very important to make sure because it looks so real and it feels yeah. so real with the information that you've got to just basically do your homework. It's been a yeah. lot of the grant work, so it's a lot easier and a lot quicker to do that. But if you're doing it all by yourself and you're trying to find references, it's, that would take you hours, if not days at times. This will do it in minutes, and because it's so fast, you can check that information, which I did for this conversation as well. I'm like, right, that is correct. It was a real link. It is a really good um, thing, and it works. Mm. Um, and so this is what I mean by the ability to get it to help you is immense. Mm. Mm. And that, yeah, that is the difference. I think the key, one of the key differences between using, say, ChatGPT three versus Googling everything, you know, and going onto a search engine and trying to find and read and look through all the YouTube videos and blog posts and then collating that information, putting it together into something that's structured for whatever you're writing or putting together, that is a laborious process. And if you can have the base done by ChatGPT3 and then all you're doing is just checking it, you're, you're saving time, energy, and a whole lot of stress, I think. Is yeah, well, look, I, wrote, I wrote a newsletter for a veterinary uh, company um, just yep. to show them that what they could do themselves. And it took me about half an hour to get the full bones of a complete fact-checked fact newsletter about and relevant to Brisbane, Queensland, uh, with articles that related to current seasonal issues in Brisbane, Queensland, based on that. And there's no way I could have done that with any sort of factual knowledge, not knowing enough about vet science myself to mm. do this. And that was within mm. half an hour. Now, it took me about another half a day to lay it out and do the other bits and pieces. Yeah. But within a... A whole day I had a complete newsletter and a template to be reused um, that I could then update within about half an hour of work. Um, yeah. 
so we could have a newsletter that's something people do very quickly. You could have emails with this, that are targeted to, to the different groups. You can have, if you do SMSs, you can get to do SMSs that are very, very succinct in their ideology and their, da and their data. So now everything that you touch with it in terms of communication can be optimised, whether it be yeah. someone speaking, whether it be someone um, typing something up or sending out an email, whatever type of communication you have, you can actually use AI to help you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And my favourite combination actually is using ChatGPT3 to give me my content, um, getting it to refine it as much as I like, but then actually popping all of that into Hemingway. I don't know if you've ever used it, but it's, yeah. So it's an app that um, goes through and checks the readability of it yeah. and will help to just make sure that grammatically it feels right for your yeah. audience as well. Um, if the sentences are too long, et cetera, et cetera, it points all of that out. And, you know, it's just another great way of using all of these tools that we have out there. Yeah, because there are so many. There are. There There's really are. That, um, you may be aware, you may not, with ChatGPT, you can actually tell what style you want as well. So mm. you can actually say, something like, I, I want to write in the style of the New York Post article, so therefore it wrote articles in that style or as a blog post or as a, uh, you know, a story written in the Renaissance era, and it will write in those sorts of styles as well. So you can pick a style or a genre that you mm. want to work with, and then if you have tools like Hemingway, they can check it for you in terms of grammatical and everything else. Mm. There's ones that will allow you to then do speech of whatever style of person you would like, or whatever that you would like. Yeah, I'm yeah. that word. But, <laughs> um, but the, the abilities are then take that and basically say, if you don't like your voice, you can use someone else's, and it will sound better than mine, better than yours, because it's yeah. not going to care about how long it writes, talks for, what it talks about. It will just then go through those processes. And again, if we drive it back to losing jobs, you might say, well, what about the people who would do that normally? Well, a lot of people wouldn't pay people to do it normally because it's so expensive. But That's if we have a better, we can communicate better with everyone, we can get our own ideas out better, then this is something that we can then make ourselves and our companies and things we work for a lot better in terms of their own processes. And that will mean that people who are doing this and do it better will try so they'll go further forward and it's just, again, just using tools to make it easier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it is about, you know, like we said right at the beginning of today, it's how can we use the technology that we have available so readily and freely as well yeah. to better our processes so that we're improving our work-life balance at the end of the day because... That's what it's about. It's about bringing balance to everything that we're doing in our lives so we can go out and enjoy and have, you know, time out from work instead of spending hours and hours on end on all of this stuff and getting sucked into the task part of business. Yeah. So thank you, Rob. Um, I really appreciate all of your insights and expertise on this topic. I know that I've learned a lot and I know that the audience will have as well. But before we go, are there any last tips or tricks that you wanted to share with us? Um, 
for me, it's if you are interested, get involved with this. Um, especially as business starts more, start with the idea of have a bit of fun with it. Um, remember how we we learn as people um, is that it's easier to learn things that you like and enjoy as opposed to making it a slog. So start small, start with something that's not, it doesn't have to be business right. If you're enjoying it and your topic and something's great, go with that. But find something you like. So we have the, the chat GPT. Well, get it to tell you a joke. Get it to uh, write a story with it and have a bit of fun and learn some of the ins and outs and then get it to refine those things and then actually build those skills up. You can then integrate it better and it take more. Um, then if you like, if you're more... Uh, visual in your approach, you have things like the mid journeys and all of the other text to mm-hmm. image. So, if you want to make images, things like this, you can work with those again, have fun with them, and then you can learn to make logos and make uh, different color palettes and things like this to work with. So, you can integrate images and the text and you can drive it all together to make life easier. But just take it easy and slow. Don't expect mm-hmm. to change yourself overnight. Don't expect that you have to change the business model overnight to make it work. But by integrating and starting, it means you have started and you're moving forward in that step close to where you want to be. Yeah. It's probably the very, best very sound advice. Absolutely. Um, and I think with anything, when it comes to business especially, it, it, it is important to start small um, to reduce that feeling of overwhelm or getting stressed and then going down that rabbit hole and then thinking that you have to do this or else, you know. Yeah. But if you start small, you have the opportunity of really learning it and enjoying it because there is so much enjoyment to come from it, really. Um, you know, yeah. writing a poem, uh, telling, getting it to tell you jokes, I think those are things we could all do with more, with more of in our lives. So thank you. No worries. If I could just say one more thing, if don't, yeah. especially with the AI at the moment, this is just the beginning of it. This is mm. not even one year into this process and it has changed. Mm so much so people haven't missed the boat the boat is still there it's still leaving at any stage anyone can jump on it's yeah. just the start it's only going to get bigger and better and that's i think an important point yes this is the start um so get on board now and you won't be left behind exactly. <laughs> thank you robert appreciate it thanks for taking the time thank you Thank you for listening today. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you find value from today's episode. And remember, if you've got friends and colleagues looking for inspiration as they grow their business, share this podcast with them. Follow me on Instagram at Holistic Vision Consultancy or check out my website, holisticvision.com.au. Until next week, to your success, my friend.